The comments and opinions of this program may be considered offensive. Viewer discretion is advised. Uncommon Sense is now available for your listening convenience on Anchor.fm. Anchor allows our podcast to be available on more platforms. Click a link in the description below to connect to your favorite listening app and stream Uncommon Sense today. Thank you for your listening and supporting our show. If you haven't already, hit subscribe and lay a smack down on that notification bell to get notified anytime we post new content. Thanks again from your hosts at Uncommon Sense. Hi, and welcome back to Uncommon Sense. I'm your host, Butch. In the studio today, we have Billy, and we have a special guest for you. One of our listeners, longtime listeners, decided to stop by the studio and see all the madness behind the scenes. And I feel sorry for her. She's had to deal with us for the last half hour, getting ready. She sees the madness. She's yeah, the crazy madhouse that we are. <laughs> Madhouse, yeah. <laughs> First topic today is what, Billy? Inappropriate books for children. Oh, yes. What do you got for us? Well, Charlie Kirk, this last like week, mm-hmm. has posted at least two that I have seen Right. of mothers standing in front of school boards and reading to them what their teachers are providing their kids. I've seen some of those videos. So yeah. we can uh, watch it if you want and kind of well, do a review. I, or... I've seen the video. Let's do a review of it because we've both seen the video. We know what yeah. it's talking about. We'll put a link in the description below so you can check it out for yourself. This, is, this I, isn't I just us. I might even go ahead. go ahead and post it if I can get the video. Right. Then I'll go ahead and post it. Right. And we'll... then that way people can just watch that yeah, we'll... alone too. Yeah, we can cut this section out and... You can pop it on in All there. All right, yeah. All right. So what, and the video itself actually just uh, is a mom at a school board meeting, isn't it? Yeah. There's another one, too, that I just found a little bit ago. I logged in, and I'm like, oh, there's another one. And these are just the recent ones. Right. I've been seeing stuff like this from parents for months now. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, these books are graphic, explicit oh, yeah. sexual graphics. I mean, oh, yeah. this was in the school library. Yeah. Or the class library or whatever. And the kid was like, what, a freshman or something like 14 that? 14 years old, freshman at the school. And this book is supposed to be talking about 10-year-olds? Fourth graders. Yeah. yeah. It was about like fourth two boys, or fifth graders. Two boys in the fourth grade that, you know, they was at a, a camp or something like something. that. And they got bored and one kid went behind the bushes. The other kid followed them. And one whipped out. He goes, you want to see my dick? And the other one says, sure. So he whips out his dick. And then it goes into graphic t- detail about them, their experience with each other. Right. Performing fellatio on each other. Yes. It is very obscene, very graphic, very inappropriate for kids going to for, school. For, not just for the 14-year-old, but anyone under his age. And it was written about kids that are like 10. Right. Who the fuck? Who writes that shit? I tell you who. Pedophiles. A pedophile. We provide this video clip to inform fellow citizens of current events and for public educational purposes. The content in this clip is extremely graphic and not suitable for children. We strongly advise that this content not be observed in the presence of children. This is my son, Cameron. He attends Leander High School and um, 
I'm going to explain to you in the book that he received, but Mr. McKay, I pray you're a man of your word. Last week, I asked my children if I could check the books that they've picked up from the school. My son picked up this brand new book from the shelves in class, Lawn Boy. He was under the impression it was about a kid that ends up with a gig mowing the grass at Disneyland. I'd like to share a few quotes with you. This first one, just turn it around. On page 19, not that it really matters in fourth grade at a church youth group meeting out in the bushes, I touched Doug Goebel's dick and he touched mine. In fact, there, were, there was even some mouths involved. Next one, page 91. What if I told you I touched another guy's dick? What if I told you I sucked it? I was 10 years old, but it's true. I put Doug Goebel's dick in my mouth. I was in fourth grade. It was no big deal. He sucked mine too. And you know what? It wasn't terrible. Page 174. I don't know if I quoted, if I made a sign for this one. Yeah, I did. Um, he talked about old times at the church, but never mentioned our penises or the fact that he never said 10 words to to me after our little foray in the bushes, not a single reference to holding or tugging or sucking dicks. All I could think about while he was chatting me up was his little salamander between my fourth grade fingers rapidly engorging with blood. Page 230, I didn't make a sign for this. Why won't you admit we sucked each other's dicks? We shared a Hershey's bar, then you showed me your dick. The next thing I know it's in my mouth, we sucked each other's dick, and you're pretending it didn't happen. What sort of diversity are you intending to teach my child with material like this? In addition, I'll share with you the exceptional quality of vocabulary. I stopped counting on page 66 after 44 fucks and 41 shits. The depravity of the content on the shelves in our schools cannot be mitigated with policy EF. At this point, I need you to know that according to policy FFH, hold this one please, Local sexual harassment is defined as unwanted sexual advances, sexually motivated verbal, nonverbal conduct, or other conduct or communication of a sexual nature when the conduct is so severe, persistent, or pervasive that it affects a student's ability to participate in or benefit from an educational program or activity or otherwise adversely affects a student's educational opportunities or creates an intimidating, hostile educational environment. What sort of educational environment do you think the plethora of sexually graphic books selections create for my children or for any child for that matter. Um, I won't go into my fourth grade daughter, but we, we don't, this is not a thing for fourth graders. Who normalizes sex acts between fourth graders? I'll tell you who, pedophiles. So it's fortuitous that you invited the Leander Police Department to visit tonight so that we can talk about All right, we have speaker number 23. Why are we not talking about this? Take her out back, we boys figured, then hand on the titties. Put it in her coin box, put it in her cornhole, grab a hold of that braid, rub that calico. You can find that on page 39 of the book called Out of Darkness, which you can find at Hudson Bend Middle School and Bee Cave Middle School. All right, not gonna lie, I had to Google cornhole because I have the game in the back of my yard. But according to Wikipedia, cornhole is a sexualist slang vulgarism for anus. The term came into the use in the 1910s in the United States. Its verb form to cornhole, which came into usage in the 1930s, means to have anal sex. I do not want my children to learn Thank about you. anal sex 
in middle school. I have never had anal sex. Thank I don't you. want to have anal sex. I don't want my Hard kids having anal stone. sex. I want you to start focusing on education and not public Hard health. Stone, you're on. What do you they what do you think about that, Leah? They take away sex education in schools, and you know you need you still need sex education in school, teaching the basics, but not right, not perversions. Yeah, not no, perversions. And I mean, I remember when I was in school, um, late grade school, there was an optional one that our parents could put us into, that was just like two or three little short classes, and right. happened for like you know during one week of the school. Mm. Um. But that was if your parents wanted you to take it. Right. It was offered. And then once we got into junior high and high school, we started learning about the reproductive system in more detail. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the sex education came from. It wasn't specifically sex ed, but we learned what happens during right. reproductive activities. Yes. See, now, when I had sex education in school, and this is going to date me as a long time ago, it was wasn't on a chalkboard. It was written in uh, stone because it's that long I would say it's like 150,000 years ago, right? Right. I was the one that told them to put carbon in the dirt, so that was me. Oh, okay. But when I went, <laughs> when I went to school and they had sex education classes... So did you go to school with Lee? No, not Lee. His name was Moab. His name was Moab. <laughs> <laughs> Polly Shore is jealous. Yes, he is. No, uh... It, it, the sexual education class led into the biology class. And, you know, I thought that was an appropriate way to handle things. Now, down in California... I mean, it is biological, so... Yeah, down in California, they're trying to teach kindergartners about sex. Yeah, kindergartners... Kindergartners and care just, about juice boxes. They don't care about sex. Not just sex. Yeah, oh, they're, No, they're learning about, like... Transgenderism. Yeah. Uh... Uh, There's an unknown number of genders. Transvestites, because they have a lot of transvestites come on I'm still in. waiting for that M to show up on the end of that alphabetized Oh yeah. nonsense. I'm, I'm just waiting for it to go LGBTQ to the nth. Yeah. <laughs> it's just got an affinity sign after it. Right. I mean, people grow up, realize that this is, this is a, the world. This is the real world. You can't live in make-believe forever. And when you do, Wait, you're only uh, shorting yourself. There's a reason there's so many Matrix references going around. Oh, yeah. Matrix was like the Star Wars of my generation. Right. You know, everyone that's a millennial has seen it at least once. At least. And if you've seen it more than once, you're probably a Matrix nerd. I have, I'm not one of them. I have. Now, as of this <laughs> date, this is uh, September 24, 2021, and... The Matrix Resurrection is not released yet. It'll be released sometime in December. But that'll make the fifth film mm -hmm. for The Matrix. Yeah. I have the first four, and I'm waiting for the fifth one to come on out so I can get that one as well. I even have the animated one. Yep, Animatrix. Yep. So, Leah, what would you like to talk about today? So I was just going to make the comment that you guys were talking about sex education in school. When I had sex education, right. it was in high school. Yeah. I mean, other grades, they teach basic biology, but when you got to high school, it was kind of funny because it was half the semester was sex education, the next half of the semester was driver's education. Right. 
So, but sex education, they taught you the basic biology, the reproductive system, how babies are made, you know, right. the basic, you know, woman problems, men problems, that type of thing. They didn't go into sexual positions, yeah. you know, or performances, the right. or, uh, Speaking you know, of which, uh, page, or, or the kink. Page that, 73 that is missing out on my Kama Sutra. They're trying to make okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, hey, bring your kids to the pride parade where guys walk around in assless chaps and crawling around with a dog collar. And a dog, okay. a leather dog mask on their face. Or, or the libraries, reading at the libraries. The um, Oh, yes. The drag queen drag story queen. hour. Story hour. Yeah, drag it's queen like, story hour. Why you are, know, when, and when the gay parade, when that started, right. it wasn't like it is now. No, no. Like, it's a total pornography show now. Yes, it Whereas is. Whereas before, it was just normal people wearing clothing, even. That was nice. Yeah. And, and you know. Marching down the street. Or whatever. Holding hands with their lovers, <laughs> which is fine. You know, hey, if you want to be gay, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. If you want to be straight, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. If you want to be um, a rainbow unicorn that gets whipped with a diaper on, I have a problem. Especially when you're trying to teach it to our kids. And when you're doing it in the middle of the street in, in right. public, you know, that's not cool. That's not cool. Doesn't but make any sense in this. It goes back to what world. Rob Smith was saying. No. Nah. That the people that, you know, are actual, you know, activists. Right. Not insane, crazy activists, but people that, you know, actually had a good mindset of mm -hmm. being an active, you know, right. awareness yeah. activist right. or whatever they want to call it. They've gotten to the point, though, where the normal activist has no voice. Right. The crazy activists are the loudest ones, and, and they don't seem to realize that they've won. And now won you're taking everything backwards. Right. And he's not the only one to have said this. All of that hard work. You know, the equal rights, civil rights for the blacks, or the, the women's rights, or gay rights. It's all been done. It's all been done. What are you, you fighting for You won your battle. Now? You have all you're the same is rights your 15 as everyone minutes else. Of shame. I'm pain. And that's what these people are wanting. But there's not a single right that you have that I don't. Right. Or that I have that you don't. Exactly. I can marry whoever I want, no matter what color my skin is, you right. know? Yeah. So... They're tearing equality apart while breaching equality. Exactly. And they don't understand it. They, they don't see it. And that's the uncommon sense, you know, mm -hmm. that blows my mind. It's just a fallacy that they're trying to preach. And they think they're right all the time. But yet, there's so many times that when people try to point out, hey, this has already been done. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, we're fighting for it right now. Just because you wasn't born at the time it was done, doesn't mean it wasn't they done. They might be like, we've, we've been fighting for this since 1960-whatever. Um, no, your grandparents fought for that, got it all done for you. Now, get over yourself and move along. Exactly. And your equal rights have nothing to do with you parading around in a dog costume. Yeah, that's not equal rights. And being that's perverted just in shame. public. I mean... That's just saying, hey, I have a perversion. Well, yeah... There used to be you this think? thing called public indecency. Yeah. Well, you know the difference between uh, kink and pervertedness, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, kink is tickling your ass with a feather. Perverted juice in the whole bird. the whole bird. <laughs> well, see, the problem is, is they, they give teachers and schools too much power nowadays. Yeah, yeah. They, they should stick well, they to... they give the wrong teachers too much power. 
Yes. You know? Yeah, especially the activist teachers. Like, yes. you, you heard recently about this one male teacher who had who talked to a student. The student told him, well, he was uncomfortable with the Black Lives Matter flag in his classroom. Yep. And then the teacher turns around to tell him, well, only a fascist would have a problem with that flag. So, I don't know what to tell you. You know, you're, he's essentially calling the student a fascist. Right. No. It's not up to him to decide, you know. Right what to teach or how to teach or that kind of thing it should be because they're not there to teach our kids their beliefs or their political views or whatever they're there right. to teach our kids how to think exactly and that's that's what that's not what happening is it's like's been said before it's um um <laughs> I, I can't think of the word for it. It's uh, indoctrination. It's an indoctrination yes. and that's, of the children. It, yes. I, I can totally understand the parents getting angry. Right. And the parents really need to stand up to the schools and tell them that, you know, this isn't right. You know, if we want our kids to learn political views, to learn, you know, that type of thing, that's up to the parents to teach right. the kids, not the teachers. That's right. Uh, the teachers are there to teach the basics. Right. The and I hate to burst most of the teachers, the activist teachers out there's bubble, but the first teacher that any child has is the parent. Yep. The last teacher that any child has is the parent. Mm -hmm. The parent's responsibility is to include basic manners, respect, truthfulness, self-respect, integrity, you know, and let the child make up their mind as to what they want to go Yep. It's not up to the teachers to say, hey, you're wrong, I'm right, and if you don't like it, get out of my class. Right. That's just... Well, since we're talking about, you know, the overly politicized teachers, right? those ones are also the same ones that bash on religion in schools. Yes. You know, and a lot of them will look down upon homeschooling because they think that, number one, that kids don't get socialized in homeschooling, that they don't have the same experiences or chances that other kids do and that the parents will indoctrinate them with Christian ideology. I've actually heard that argument before. Wow. Now for a, for me as a parent that does homeschool my kids, mm. religion is not part of education. No. Now if my kids would come and ask me something about the Bible or they ask me about Greek mythology or Norse mythology or the beliefs of the ancient Celts or something like that, I will right. gladly answer it and help them do their research. Oh, yeah. I, will, I would give them the tools and the resources and let them come up with their own opinion on exactly. it afterwards. Yeah. But if you don't teach them to be a free thinker, oh, heaven forbid, this one's thinking on his own. He's not thinking like the rest of us. But if you don't yep. teach them to be a free thinker, they'll never be able to survive life. It's really great when... You know, my nine-year-old or my seven-year-old pops off with something that's far more intelligent than anything Don Lemon has said in the past three years. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pet rock that has better discussions than Don Lemon does. There's a piece of dried-up dog shit in my backyard that has better conversations. This Don Lemon, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I don't want to go on a, a slide or a slant here or a slide rant, but Don Lemon actually said that white men are what is the problem in this world today, but yet he's married to a white man. Yeah. How yeah. hypocritical can you get? That man has flip-flopped on his own words so many times. Oh, yes. I mean, last summer he would say one thing, this summer he's saying something else, you know. 
It just depends on what the narrative is at the point. Yeah, at you that know, point in at time. That, yeah. Yeah, well. So it's interesting, too, because talking about the teachers and their lack of positive influence on kids. So when children don't have good parents in the home, they don't have a good teacher, who do they turn to? Celebrities. Oh, yeah. But now, what do we have going on? Celebrities speaking out against tyranny. Yeah, but heaven forbid they should say something like mm -hmm. that. Ooh. Has anyone even heard? about Busta Rhymes speaking out about it? No, they don't want anybody to know that. Why? Because Busta Rhymes is one of the most famous rappers in the world. Yeah. I mean, dude's been rapping since the 80s. Yep. He got the fastest lips out there, dude. You know, he went on a couple of tangents. Yeah. One of them was at one of his concerts. Mm -hmm. And he was like, F the masks and look at what's really going on and just went on about tyranny. Oh, yeah. And control and everything. And you got to think, guys like him, they've, they've been speaking out against the government and the system since they started. Yeah. You really I think he's going to stop I remember one time now? when he said, hey, when you go into a fast food restaurant and you say, hey, my order's messed up, who do you complain to? Well, you usually complain to the manager, right? You say, who's the manager? Well, the manager just controls that time during the day, that shift. All right, let's go to the owner. Who's the owner of the restaurant? And that's like the United States. Well, if you have a problem, who do you complain to? Well, you complain to the President of the United States. I don't want to complain to the President of the United States. I want to go to the owner. And nobody knows who the owner is. China. China. <laughs> the China virus. All right, off to another subject. And back on track a little bit here. I've uh, recently seen a video. I was uh, brought aware of this by one of our listeners. And... I uh, took a look at it, and I was aghast at what I saw. I don't know if you've seen it out there or not, but there will be a link in the description below, or part of uh, the video itself will be displayed. But the link in the description below will take you straight to that YouTube video where White House staffers actually talked over President... Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. <laughs> Almost lost my mind there. Not President, but Joe Biden was talking over top of Joe Biden, trying to escort and usher all the reporters out of the room. They didn't want to hear, they didn't want the reporters to hear or to record what was being said by Joe Biden. Uh, interrupts or uh, unbalances the, the Belfast Good Friday uh, Accord. That's the uh, Belfast Good Friday Agreement. That's, that's the... I have no idea. I <laughs> hope the microphone got it. <laughs> I know. British reporters get questions. We don't get any. They went off on it so quick and easily. They went. They interrupted Boris Johnson as he was telling off his speech and is getting ready for president. Oh, there I went again. Shame on me. That's it. Forty lashes with a wet noodle. <laughs> but they went off. Uh, they thought Joe Biden was getting ready to speak. So all of a sudden, the aides, the White House aides, and the staffers there. Oh, you got to get out. You got to get out. Come on. The interview's over. You, you got to go. No, no more spill. It's like, what in the world? Why don't let him speak? The people of the United States deserve to know how we insane are his and stupid boss. Are. He gets paid by us. Yep. 
We want to hear him speak. If he's a bumbling buffoon, we want to know. Oh yeah, uh-huh. especially the way he handled Afghanistan. Oh man, you never ever leave a fallen soldier behind. You never leave a soldier behind. You never leave an American behind. Yep. But he did all those. Yep. So. And blamed it on Trump. And blamed yeah, and it on Trump. And blamed it on Trump. Yeah. How? This is your job now, stupid. Right. You know, Trump's the, out of office. The, he had nothing to do with that decision. The current decision. store manager of the local Walmart can't turn around and say, well, it was the last guy's fault when he's been doing the job for over a year. And hello, who signed all the executive orders that took away all the good shit that Trump Donald did. Trump did? Yeah. Let's just take away this and add more taxes and... What I thought was real funny, I was on his first day of sitting there and he was nullifying all these executive orders that Donald Trump did with executive orders of his own. Mm -hmm. He didn't even know what he was signing. He actually turned and looked at Kamala and goes, what am I signing? And she goes, she goes, just sign it. Yep. It could have been his own death sentence, but he would have signed it anyway. He signed like 19... Yeah. What was it? Was it three days? It was within the first week. He signed first like, week. like 19 executive orders. So right. who who's the dictator? Exactly. Let's Trump talk. signed what, like four in his whole, it wasn't that many anyways. It wasn't even that many, but in his whole term, he only signed like three or four. Yeah. That was it. In his whole term, Biden's first week, he signed like 19. Right. Don't quote me on that number because it might be wrong, but it was, uh, it was up there. It was in the teens. I know that. Yeah. And now that you've seen the madness behind the scenes... And you've seen the fools behind the mics. <laughs> you fools! You fools! Let me get out of here real quick. <laughs> <laughs> get off my land! <laughs> Alrighty, well, that concludes another episode of Uncommon Sense. We hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you enjoyed listening and watching. And again, a friendly reminder that if you like our channel, you can support us by going to anchor.fm or Spotify and click on that support link. That helps us out tremendously. We are only supported by our listeners, and we do this for our listeners. Now, I'm going to pull a Jerry Maguire on you. Show me the money! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a good day and farewell. Who normalizes sex acts between fourth graders? I'll tell you who. Why are we not talking about this? Hehehe. <laughs> Damn it, Billy. Give me back my liquor.